days it just ain't working The good, the bad, the right, the wrong And everything in between Yo, it's crazy, amazing We can turn our hearts through the words we say Mountains crumble with every syllable Hope can live or die So speak life, speak life Hello, hello, hello This is Tammy You are listening to the Butterfly Evolution Radio Show I want to thank you all for tuning in with us tonight Special thanks, I'm thanking myself as well Because my team is playing tonight And I am not watching So I'm sure you'd rather be watching football as would I. I'm going to go ahead and admit that tonight, but I'm going to do this show. So, that being said, let's move right along. I um, expect we probably have some people kind of tuning in and tuning out, but that's all right. We'll take it like like you bring it and like you want to come. Rodney is going to be in, hopefully, a little bit later, so you guys are stuck with me back to... I guess the way it's been for a long time before Rodney, I'm so thankful because I get to kind of let my hair down and and let Rodney kind of take over some of those nights and it just helps me to to be more active and interact with the with the listeners. So, he hope I hope that he will be on later. Um but if not, we'll have a great great show. Chat line is open and let me just make sure. Chat line is open. For those of you who are listening uh, by way of chat, remember, you have to be a registered follower of the show in order to comment there through the chat line. So it's always good to do that anyway. That way if you are kind of doing something but still want to listen to the show, you can always type your questions and your comments. So uh, we, we push that. And also if you have not, please do register as a follower of the show Um to keep up with those updates and things like that. So do that if you have not. And if you are listening maybe by phone or through Facebook uh, from your cell phone, remember um, to select the number one. Well, if you're listening by phone, select the number one if you do have a comment or a question. If you're listening by Facebook, of course, you can send me messages or Rodney. Not right now for Rodney because he's not on with us, but you can send me a message, uh, post Post a message to me, and I'll, I'll get it there. I'll check it back and forth. But be patient because, again, we're trying to get the phone lines and the chat line as well. So want to remind you guys, um, as we talk about tonight's topic, I want to get back into the norm of reminding you of or reminding us of our thoughts. And in addition, I want to just continue to promote our trash can concept. Um, as you know, I'm big on thoughts. I am learning every day. The more I learn, the less I know. And the more I find find the need to know. So appropriate as we talk about unlearned. I think some people um, really don't know how to take this topic. And so I'm going to address some things there as well. But I want to remind you guys, just as we are what we eat, it's really easy to become what we think. Um, I'll share a story with you. A few weeks ago, I was, well, maybe about a month ago, I was moved to, I have uh, a friend who's kind of going through something medical, medical-wise medical and just was kind of down and out, apprehensive about results and that kind of thing, just, just really was not feeling well and just kind of already had stepped into that moment of the results. And so as I was looking 
for something. I'm, I, I love, 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 love books. I'll go to yard sales and things like that, and I want to buy all of their books. I want to catch them when they're ready to close and say, hey, will you take a dollar or two for all of your books? And most times they say yes. So I have tons and tons of these little bitty books that are short reads, but they're really good. Um, so many I don't know what half of them are about um, because I've not gotten to read them. But every now and then when somebody's going through, I'll just pray and ask God to lead me to to a book for that person. This particular day I did just that. And wouldn't you know it, um, God really is who he is and does what he does when it needs to be done. I found this little book uh, that talked about consciousness um, I read it myself. It was interesting. That that title interested me. So I read it myself, and it was speaking about the I am's that we speak upon ourselves. I am this. I am that. Um, and it was talking about the power of the I am's. And so I started to think about my life, my words, and what I would say and not say and how. And so there was a lot. I spoke a lot of I am's in a negative form, so to speak, for instance, instead of saying, I am tired, I started saying, I am going to get some rest. Um, so it was just, and that may seem small, but when you when you start this journey of trying to detox yourself, unlearn, so to speak, um, the world pushes so much negative, negativity towards us. The world pushes so many things that really bring that negative vibe um, in our lives, puts it, put that, we plant, it makes us plant thoughts that go against where we really want to go. So as, as I, again, looked for that book for someone, I ended up being so blessed. Um, for instance, even in her situation, I am not sick. I am healed. You know, so often we, we claim we own what people tell us. We own how people treat us or make us feel. And what I found for society, including myself, but Lord knows I have gotten so better in this area, we are a society who has, for whatever reason, we've decided to not deal with the truth and not address things. We don't communicate effectively enough to where, number one, People rarely can do that because we're so stuck on self-gratification and selfish desires and, and already feeling so down and out and so bad until someone can say something very constructive to you, not meaning any harm. And, and, and people, in most cases, people are, under, are able to understand or give you some advice, some, about your situation because their emotions are not into it. They're able to see better. And so you take what you can and you, you throw away the other, but at least listen. And so I'm speaking to myself, too. I had to get in that habit. I was so offensive towards everything and everybody, but that's because there was so much going on inside. And when you start to get rid of that, become unlearned, detox, so to speak, Things don't really bother you that much. People people are able to say things to you that you may need to correct or see in a different light. So I find that that is that process of living, meaning not dealing with things, always trying to save face, um, 
I don't know whose face we're trying to save. And what I mean by that is we just go with the flow when sometimes you, we really need to sit down and have a conversation. And then let's move on. So this show is about many things. However, it is not about demeaning what you've learned or demeaning who taught you or who you learned from. And I want to make that very, very, very clear because the people we learned from and the lives that we watched growing up, in most cases, in many cases, the majority of times they were doing what they, the best they can, I'll say that, and doing what they know, what they knew to be true for them, which is why it's, it's really important as well to get to know who you are more than anything. Um, you have to know who you are even in, in order to serve or understand God, a relationship with God, because then you don't know where you're coming from. I'm in the middle of taking a class um, on, about poverty, understanding the mindset of poverty, and just kind of blessed luck, 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 I guess luck, because I met someone who knew someone and they allowed me to get in the class. But the class is basically for people who are in that generational poverty, that generational mindset. And so I'm sitting around just just a fabulous group of people. You're learning so much and you're understanding some of the decision-making um, tactics, I guess, that, that, that the decisions are made from. And it's very, very interesting. It's called getting ahead in a just-getting-by world. And so as I'm sitting even today, I, I heard this one guy say, you know, I used to be so selfish to my wife. He said it cost me my wife, it cost me my children, it cost me friendships. And he said, now I'm just the opposite. I'm learning to love, I'm learning to put people before me. And it made me think about that's really what God wants from us. And so in the aspect of becoming unlearned, it's like when I hear people talk about what they changed how they change their life, it's, it's usually you flip the script when it comes to God. And I, and I feel like God just wants to know, are you willing to change for me? Are you willing to give some things up um, so that my will can be done or will be done? So, that's, again, unlearned is about so many things. It's about your spiritual walk, your personal thoughts, your personal opinion of yourself. And I'll get a little bit more into that as well. So it is about many things, but, again, I wanted to be sure that I put that out, that it is not about demeaning what you know um, or demeaning or undermining the people that taught you and that you learned from. Um, so I just really, really, really wanted to get that out. I want to remind you the lines are open. Um, if you're listening and want to comment, I'd love to hear your thoughts on what you thought initially when you when you um, saw the title of this show. And I want to also talk to you and tell you about how I came up with this topic. I met this gentleman oh, a couple of years ago um, and in a conversation as, as he walked this journey of trying to change his life and just put on a new man, I guess, he said he heard God speak to him and said, God said, you have to become unlearned. you got to put away everything, even the things you've been taught about me. He just clearly felt like he had to erase his life and start over. And that stuck with me 
for quite some time, even to this day. And again, as I continue to to do my personal walk, it is just something that you're reminded of um, every day, so to speak. Every day you take that walk, you're reminded that you need to somehow put some things, um, let's let go of some things and bring some new things in. So. Let's move on into the show, and if you do have a question at any time, I'm going to check the chat line real quick here. For those of you in the chat line, if you do have a question or comment, I think we had some come in after I said what I needed to say, but if you do have a question comment, you can type it there, and it will show up, and I'm back and forth between Facebook, the studio, and chat. So just bear with me if you do get something out there, but we do welcome your comments or questions. So let's talk about a little bit, again, unlearned. First of all, unlearned, I always like to, to just bring some words in that mean the same, that can kind of give you a different twist about the word. And I picked one word for unlearned, um, basically untrained is the same. And, and just for the sake of the show tonight, we want to look at learned, like as for this show, knowledge, um, and the concept or the perception of the learning info, okay? But untrained, I picked untrained because, in my opinion, life has trained us how to see, how to visualize things, how to live, what to expect, how far we can go, what we can do. Um, it, in my opinion, it, we have allowed it to limit us, not everybody, but we have allowed it to limit us in many, many things. Thinking back and adding to, you think about environment, circumstances, uh, society. And I wanted to to bring up a good good point here in just a second, but I want to go back to when I think about the class I'm in, generational poverty, generational curses. I look at this as generational living. And we create the I can'ts, the I wish I could, I should have, I would, but I'm going to. We say all these things, but what are we doing to change the things, to become unlearned? And so going back to how I, what I said earlier about our thoughts and that trash can concept, I always say this, and hopefully we have some new people on, so some numbers that I'm, I don't recognize, so I want to really get this out. You will always hear me say, even in speaking to the children at Bridges last, last Friday, and some of them, I guess, had never heard this and were just wanted to write it down, but it was simple. And I remember feeling that same way. To me, it's become simple now, but when I first heard it, I thought, wow, and that is so a thought, reap an action, so an action, reap a habit, so habit, you reach your character, and your character becomes your destiny. So often we forget about that character, which is basically who we are. Who are you? Do you know who you are so much so until you know what you will do and if you will be moved by circumstances, situations, or people? Because, get this, circumstances are going to change, people are going to change, things are going to happen. And so if we find some kind of foundation in who we are and do our best to stick by that on a daily basis, as best we can, not saying the slip-ups are going to come, but if we could get back to that place of character, who you are, do life for you. It's almost like look at unlearned as, yeah, I, I received this. Now I'm going to keep what I need 
and I'm going to add. I'm gonna I'm gonna get rid of what I don't, and I'm gonna add those things that are going to help me do my life, do life, and help me get the things that I need to get for me. But so often, because our sight is so limited, what we see, what we grew up in, how we grew up in, what we did while growing up, what we didn't do growing up, it's amazing. There are kids probably right in your neighborhood, my neighborhood, and not that this, I guess, is a big, big thing, but there are kids right here in this city that they don't know what Wolf Chase Mall looks like. Look like they don't. They don't. Never been into a movie, and they could be twelve, thirteen, fourteen years old. Not saying that's something that's a necessity, but it is part of this world in a sense where it, if they're going, some kids I'll say this who have never been out of their neighborhood, other than going to school. That's it. And so imagine growing up as I talk about the generational poverty class, what what I see happening is it's, it it has become a mindset or it will become a mindset if there's nobody in that child's life to say, listen, you can do this, you can learn this, this is how you can do with your finances. And so if no one does that, that child is going to be an adult who could possibly be one of those people that we want to unlearn so to speak. We have a caller, so let me let me call in. I mean, let me pull this caller in. We have 678 area code, last 49759. Caller, you're on the air with us. Hey, Tammy, how you doing this, Bo? Hey, Bo, you going to help me out while Rodney's gone here tonight? <laughs> sure, sure, sure I will. <laughs> I almost called you and asked you to just, can you just come on? It's been so long since I've been on by myself. So it doesn't even feel right. So, okay. <laughs> well, I help you. I, I can help. Okay. Okay. So, so, it's a very interesting um, topic tonight because um, a lot of things uh, growing up I learned that I, lo- I, soon, I soon later found out in life that I had to unlearn mm-hmm. and, and relearn myself mm-hmm. the way that the Bible speaks that we should go. Mm-hmm. To give an example, uh, when I was young, I was always taught money was the root of all evil. They didn't say the love of money. They just said money was the root of all evil. Wow. So it made us feel like growing up that it was a bad thing to have money right. because it meant that you were evil. So by not having money, by being poor, we accepted the fact that we were poor even better because rich people was evil. The poor people were blessed. You know what I mean? Right. So you gotta understand what I'm saying. Right. So that's what we bring up. Great point, Bo, because and and I hadn't even thought about that one. But you're right because for the longest time, even now, there are people who who think that they are supposed to struggle. That as as a whole, as as the body of Christ, Christians, religious people, whatever are supposed to struggle. Right. And that's part of being godly or something. Right. And the and the learned behavior behind that was look at Jesus when he came, he, he had sandals. He didn't have no no car and he didn't have a house. He he walked everywhere he had to go. You know what I'm saying? So they made you feel that if you had if you were prosperous, 
that you weren't serving the same God as they were. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that learn that learned behavior was um, to not try to exceed and excel because money was the root of all evil. You know what I mean? Th- that was right. one of the learned things that I had to unlearn in life and find out that the love of money was the root of all evil. And anything that you put before God is the root to all evil, not just money, anything that you put before him, you know? Right. Um, like I was saying, that was one of the uh, the unlearned, the learn unlearns that I needed to get rid of growing up. Um, another thing was um, that you had to be dressed down to the brick in order to go in God's house. Every Sunday, no matter how hot it was, three-piece, sweating, now, my big beads of sweat. You can't even see the pool up here for the sweat rolling down in your eyes. And and it didn't never say nothing about that. You know what I'm saying? Just as long as you're decent. Say, I'm I'm concerned about your soul, not your clothes. You know what I'm saying? And, and in the Bible, it says, come just as you are, without one plea. So whatever you wear, God is not looking at your clothes. But they made us feel that, you know, you had to have on a certain thing or you had to be a certain way to walk in God's house or you were disrespecting them. That was another learned, unlearned something that I needed to get rid of. You know what I mean? And um, like I say, it falls back on uh, tradition. Basically, that's what it all boils down to. The things that they were taught, they taught us, and it became tradition. Right, right. And And see, Bo, if we really think about that time of, um, and this is why it's so important to search the scripture, read the scripture. The more I read, the more I find myself digging deeper for um, definition of words. And if you go back to the Greek meaning, and I, I wish I could, there was one particular one I was I was reading this week, well, this weekend, and it basically, I want to say it was the perfect, Perfect, be ye therefore perfect. I want to say it was that, but but don't quote me. Well, when I went back, whatever it was, it was basically meaning complete. Um, and so it's so many things that has been rewritten. We got these new new versions of of um, Bibles, and so many things have been taken out of context. I remember getting a remix Bible at the time, and this was some couple of years ago. And at the time, I thought it was the best thing since light bread or whatever, I'm saying grilled cheese sandwich, whatever you want to say. I thought it was the best thing because I could, I was just like, it was like reading a just a regular book some kind of way or something. But the more I grew and I would pick up that book, and I had started to tell young people that I was going give, to give them a copy, bless them with a copy, and it became, it got to a point where I didn't want to get, I wanted to burn the one I had because there was, I would come across a reading I'd be like, wait a minute now, this, am I reading the Bible? You know, it just would be so far-fetched and so out there. So I've had to, it goes back to unlearn. You have to study the word to receive the word. We can go and get the word, but how many of us come back and study that word for ourselves and pray that God give us a right understanding and then pray for God's strength to make it applicable in our, in our lives. Very few of right. us. So right. it it covers so many areas of your life. Spiritual is, of course, is the the number one. And and we could go. We probably could do one on just scripture alone. Alone, 
of what has kept us in bondage. And if we think about the way we were we were taught, I won't say the way, but the people who taught us, and again, not demeaning anybody's teaching because God, God has still bought some people through and out because God knows that they're going by what they think to be true or know to be true for them. And I just that. However, it, we still have a responsibility for those who can, should seek that word and seek an understanding uh, from God. And it helps to clear up life, clear up some things, some, some questions in your life, because you think about serving a powerful and mighty God, just using the verse that you said, money is the root of all evil. So you, we walk around thinking that we're only supposed to make this amount, and if we make anything more, if we get a car, and Lord forbid, don't have two cars. Or oh, no. <laughs> yeah, you know. Um, <laughs> go ahead, Paul. Sorry, cut you off. No, no, go ahead. Go ahead. I was just saying, if you had two cars, oh, Lord, you showed right. up evil. Right. So if we think about Bible um, and, and how our ancestors were able to even in some cases, not read. Many of them could not read, so the little that they learned were from people who enslaved them, teaching them about religion and God. So there had to be something to break where someone started reading, start interpreting for themselves and applying it to his or her life. Same thing with just basic everyday life. Because we begin to... We we become, it's not all, but people become a product of their environment, their circumstances, again, society, and it's easy to limit yourself based on what you've seen growing up, what you had mm-hmm. access to growing up to, what you did not have access to. And if you're not careful, you will you will feel like, this is as far as I can go am I, or am going to go. And that's what's happening. I'm seeing as I talk about the, the poverty class that I'm taking, just the basic lifestyle and the choices that one makes because you have, in most cases, a single mom or single dad, a one-parent household, um, who basically thinks this is it not just for me but for you all too. You, my kids who are running around. So what desire will that child have to do anything that will get them beyond what they see, where they are? And that's where the unlearned to me becomes so important in the way that we teach our kids. I'm not saying give your kids everything, take your kids everywhere. I'm saying open their minds, allow their minds to be open to receiving more and getting more, going going farther than we did in our spiritual walk, in our mindset, in the way we live and embrace life. Because, Bo, in my opinion, most people are not living. They are alive, but they are not living. They are not complete. They are not happy. They are going day to day. They are lying to themselves. And they are not trying to change because, they have not admitted that, hey, this is not working for me. I'm 40 years old, and this is not working. Or I'm 25, hopefully, you know, younger. But people, even even if they feel it's not working, they don't think of it 
as the point, what what is it? I keep ending up right back here. And so could it be? Another good example, relationships, though. What do you think people feel about relationships to the point where um, you think about the number of marriages that are the end in divorce, you see um, relation people come together, fall in love, whatever, and you almost expect, I'm, I said this on the show, I went to a wedding a couple of months ago, and I, I felt bad, but I could not help but think, how long? How long before I hear they're divorcing? And you sitting here with this fabulous day, but that is because I've allowed society to tell me that marriages don't last. And that's not true, but it seems like the majority of them don't last. Another one, you hear people say all men are dogs. And so if a young girl grows up hearing that, let's add to it that maybe she doesn't have a relationship with her father like she wants to or things she have, and then so in her mind she may wish, she, she most women do, I think, wish for that relationship. But because society says the chances of you finding a man and, and becoming and getting married and it lasting is not going to happen. That's what society tells us. So imagine trying to, to, to meet someone, date someone, but that's in the back of your mind. Do you feel like you're already creating defeat in that relationship? I don't feel that it's, 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 that it's totally defeated. I feel uh-huh. that, you know what I'm saying, some things can be worked on in that relationship. Um, I know right now it's uh, the ratio is 50% of all marriages end in divorce. And that's that's as of 2013. Um, and as of 2014, you said 50%? 50% of all marriages in in divorce. That's the ratio from 2013, and that was in um that was in the uh, the daily the daily infographic. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Divorces in America. Right. That's the that's that that was the uh, ratio in 2013. Um, 50% of our marriages. As of 2014, it has gone up to 53% of divorces ending in, uh, I mean, all marriages ended in divorce. Most of the marriages ended in divorce, 53%. And and what they're saying is um, there are more divorces per year than there are marriages. Wow. And see, but, but okay, well, hearing that, so do you feel like that would just make a woman and a man say the, the majority? Do you feel like the majority would just say, oh, no, or just do it thinking, hey, I'm going to be like everybody else and end up in divorce? I mean, do you think that sometimes it limits people in, like you said, yeah, there's, there's, there's things you could do to work that marriage out or to, to, to not become a statistic, but... Sometimes I think we allow things like that to become so embedded in us until our, our expectation is that it's going to happen. So in some I, sense, I, 
we create it because we think it's going to happen. It's like you'll hear people say it's not love that you fear. You fear being hurt. It's not height, um, you know, the height that you fear. You fear falling. And that's, that's, that's kind of with life. You, you don't live life because you fear life tear, that life will tear you down. So you create this little circle that you just you stay in. You go to work. You come back. You do this. You might do this. You just you're 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 not living. I think that I think that that is true. I think that that is true. I also think that it puts limitations on on on, on that male and that female in that relationship. And what I mean by limitations is they won't they'll be afraid, afraid to give all of themselves because they're looking forward to the letdown because of that ratio. So, you know, where then is the person would want to give their all in the back of their mind is saying, well, it's not going to work because it's already at a decline of 53%. Um, and then again, the male may be saying the same thing. Uh, well, we, we're doing this you know, for one reason or another. Well, we got married because maybe she got pregnant or we got married because the family felt that it was time for us to get married. Uh, some people say, well, we got married out of love. Okay, that does happen. But at the same time, in the back of the mind, because there is so much uh, failure in marriage, because there are so many things that go wrong in the marriage, you know what I mean, um, because of the acceptance in today's society of, of, of negativity over positivity, there's always a blockage in the mind saying, well, uh, I'm just going to ride this train for however long it lasts. And when it comes to an end, it comes to an end. So, therefore, people are protected. People are protective about their feelings because nobody wants to get hurt, so they're not going to give their all. They're going to give some. That's what all. I mean. Right there, that's exactly what I'm talking about. That they so that in some sense we expect it. So it's saying, well, I'm not going to give you my all because this is not going to last anyway. Whereas exactly. you just love like you never been hurt. What is it? How does it say? Love like you never been hurt. Dance like no one's watching and sing like no one's listening or something like that. If we would do that, I bet you more marriages. If both people would look at it that way, more marriages would work. Right. So that's that's kind of I wanted to use that that relationship um, example because again, most people, if we really think about it, um, we either well, all of us, we've either had a bad, really bad relationship, we're going to have one. Or we are in the middle of one, and they can they can leave such a mark on you, and that's that's kind of like the driving conversation uh, for life now, relationship, which is why I don't understand why more relationships don't don't last longer, especially those marriages. But I think society has a lot to do with that as well. So I look at unlearning as moving towards something different, something that fits me, exactly. like a tailored exactly. suit. If I could go get my suit tailored, there's nothing like seeing a man or a woman in a suit that's been tailored just for their body style, body bigger or whatever. And so I look at unlearning meaning, okay, I got what, I, I, I received what I was taught, I received what was given to me. Now, let me turn away from this and see, okay, what is it, um, where do I want to go? What do I want to do? In that same class today, a young guy was, well, not so, so young, but he was speaking about his niece. He said that his niece was paying $250 um, for her furniture. She had gotten a 
house, and she furnished her house, and she was about 24 years old um, at the time. And when she paid this furniture off, she told him that she was going to continue to put her $250 in the bank because she had been doing it all that year, and she wanted to just put it up and save it. And so what he said was, he said, no one in my family, no one else in my family saved anything. He said, but she was one of my sister's children, and she watched all of us manage money so badly until she just did not want any part of that. And she learned to do just, she chose to do just the opposite. So if we look at that, she grew up and she made sure that she 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 saw and sometimes we will see and just take on that mindset as well. But she decided not for me. And he said some years passed and one of his brothers passed away. And he said, sad, but he did not have insurance. None of us had money to pay for him. Guess who had to pay for it? This young, the youngest thing in the family who had decided, I'm not going to to learn the way you are living. And so if we have young people listening, you don't have to, you are not a product of your environment. You are in your environment, but your environment does not make you who you are. So just like this young lady decided to, I'm going to do something different. And so we can see what what's not working and we can try, at least try something different. Think about moving forward moving towards something while you are eliminating something. So, again, it's not about um, ending what you know or totally disregarding what you know, but more about, again, moving towards something that you've already learned and acquired and doesn't make it wrong or right. It just doesn't make, it just doesn't have to always fit you because we're all different. So it's just basically about being open uh, to exploring new things um, and finding out what's for you, what what lies underneath for you. What do you want out of life? What's inside of you? Uh Go ahead. You know what I think, Tammy? I just think that uh, when, when, when two people come into a relationship, that all the stuff that you learned, uh, it needs to be unlearned on both parts because the things that you learn, the things that you learn, other people, not the person that you're with or not the person that you're planning to be with. So the person that you're planning to be with, that's the person that you need to sit down with, go over things with, find out his likes, his dislikes, she find, and he finds out her likes, her dislikes, and they build from there. Um the learn the learn thing uh when you bring that into a relationship that's that's garbage that's baggage mm-hmm. that that you had uh before you got into that relationship and all it does is accumulate problems because what you learn may not be what he what he learned and what he learned may not be what you learned so now before you've even started you've already bumped and clapped and, and you know clashing heads and everything um and now we're in a battle to see who can persuade the other out of their learning. You understand what I'm saying? Right, right. Well, I, I, 
I think that it, it ought to be an even keel when uh, two couples come together and say, hey, this is what I was taught. This is my belief. How do you feel about it? Right. You know? And let's right. get some type of understanding. That way, when you go forward in a marriage, um, there's no surprises. You know what I mean? Uh, you won't have that problem. The, you right. know, I, I read somewhere in a book a long time ago, the best way to to uh, to handle the problem is to find a solution. And the best way to deal with the solution is to not invent a problem in the first place. Right. You know, you know Bo, so, I, I heard this guy that says if we want – if we want better answers, then we got to ask different questions. And, I, and if right. we come back to the relationship, very few, we we rarely get the real person, the first part of the um, relationship anyway. And so, as you say, sit down and talk about this is this is this is what I learned and this is my beliefs. Also, if we would say in life, and this is what I meant by we we save face or we just avoid dealing with things. If we say, and and this these are some of my issues. I have an issue with trust. And so, if a person really, really wants to be with you, and he 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 or she feels like, hey, this this might be the person, and then they understand that you you for whatever reason have issues with trusting, then that person knows how if he or she wants to be with you, then they too may have to become unlearned in some situation, meaning that I may have to do a few things extra to show this person that they are able to trust me. Because if this person's like, you know, I'm, that's not my style, whatever. But they may have to, it's a give and take. So same with your, with your own life. you got to figure out who you are so you'll know what to, what to give away and what to keep, what to exactly. learn and what, what, to, what to, to unlearn, so to speak. So I, um, I, I, my daily devotion this morning, and I posted it out there, but it was so fabulous to read this today. And it says maybe our normal is so subnormal that normal seems abnormal. And I'm going to read that again. Maybe our normal is so subnormal that normal seems abnormal. And I had to break that down. Normal meaning, it says maybe our normal, which is kind of ordinary, typical, average, you know. Maybe our normal is so subnormal, which is poor, second, second rate, below average, that normal seems abnormal, which is strange, odd, and unusual. And I think that is so today that we are we all think that we got to go the same route, do the same things, um, or we're trying to keep up with this person, do what this person is doing, live my life like you're living. And so we take our eyes off of ourselves and who we really are, what we really want, because we're so busy looking at what someone else is doing, what they have. Um, and so we just lose ourselves in the midst of what we've learned that we want to unlearn. We just don't know how to do life. And for I think for the most part, that's a lot of people. I know that it, it, it was me. And if someone had looked at me, they probably would have thought differently. But, again, you just kind of learn to deal with it. And so you got to unlearn and stop dealing with it if you want to do life and have some kind of completeness or peace about your decisions, because that will eliminate those shoulda, woulda, couldas, the regret, um, the anger, the disappointment, um, the unforgiveness for, for self. So 
this show really was about, again, just having people first acknowledge and recognize what does it mean to when you say unlearn. Are you saying that everything my mom taught me is wrong or everything I learned about religion is wrong? Um, no, I'm saying whatever doesn't fit your life, then it's wrong for you because you are not your mom. You are not your dad. You are not your sister, not your brother. You are not where you live. You are not your circumstances. And once we learn to, to take those lessons from what we've learned that does not apply to us, move on. But instead, we kind of stay there because we feel this is it. Um, I remember hearing a story about Steve Harvey saying that uh, before his mom passed away, said that he, he, and before he made it big, big, that he had an old car sitting out. I believe he said it was sitting out on blocks. It did not work. Just sitting out, just 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 wasted space, right? And said he would go by his mom's and say, you know, I'm, I'm going to get me a new car. I'm going to get me a new car. And he would just said that for the longest. And finally she said, well, why don't you get rid of the one you have? And he said that registered to him, and I'm paraphrasing as much as I can remember of it, and he said that it made him realize that you have to get rid of some things. You have to make room for things, new things, things that you want. You have to create that energy. If you're going to get a new car and this one's not working, move it out, move, move it on. And he said that he had no desires or no plans to keep that car, fix that car, anything. But he said that was basically a life-changing moment for him. I mean, you got to make room for for things that you want, the new things that you want to bring in your life. Um, I, could, I could take that so many places, you know, relationship-wise, uh, just more peace in your life. you got to change something. We want to keep doing the same thing, keep thinking the same way, keep living the same way, but we want something different. But you got to do something different to get something that you want because otherwise if we keep doing what, what we've been doing, Nothing's going to change. Nothing's going to change. I agree. Well, Bo, now you don't have to hang with me, but I I, I thank you if you do, but you don't have to. Are you trying to watch that game? <laughs> you know I do. <laughs> I, I, I I know. I can tell. You know, you have, I can tell that, uh, you know, you listen in one ear, you listen with the left ear to me. And you got the right ear and both your eyes on TV. <laughs> no, I just did. I just did, Tamara. You know what? I actually, I actually turned off, turned off the uh, TV when you, when I mm-hmm. when I called in, just so uh-huh. I wouldn't be distracted. I'm, you know, I'm here, I'm here with you. I turned off the TV. I don't do that for everybody. You know, you my girl. <laughs> well, tell me <laughs> who's winning. I don't know. I, I cut the TV off. That was a trick question. I was going to see if you was going to tell me. <laughs> see, I learned I to do it. <laughs> yeah, I said it out for real. You were talking it. like, maybe you cut out the TV? I'm like, yeah, because if I, if I got the game on, I ain't going to hear nothing you saying over there. Are <laughs> yeah, we six and one, wow. two? Wow. Well, you can but turn yeah, it on to um, us winning. <laughs> Attached to my, attached to my arm. <laughs> but um, yeah, I agree with everything that you were saying. You know about 
uh, about the learn and unlearn. Hey, let's take it even a step further with the learn and unlearn. You know, uh, a lot of society has uh, has has given us some 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 reasons to unlearn some things, again, even against our will. You know, like when when mom and them grew up back in the day, you know, daddy was the man. You know, daddy got up when they made the bacon. You know what I'm saying? He bought the bacon home, and you know, he was the man. Mama, you know, her job was to get up, cook, clean the house, and you know, make sure you know our clothes and stuff was ironed for school. You know, that was her job, and that was a different time. Now, with society being society being the way it is, you know, those things that you learned back then, you know, you got some people that still look for that. But because society is so expensive to live in, man, it take two to make a thing go right. You feel me? I I agree. But however, one thing um, I also think people really do live, in most cases, if they wanted to do that. Because what's wrong with going back to to putting two kids in the bedroom together? And so instead of getting a four or five bedroom, uh get a two starting out, and let mom... They ain't big. They ain't big enough, Tammy. What's not big enough? <laughs> the rules. It's the rules in the life. <laughs> That's the even rules. better. That means the children have to be a bit closer and get to know each other better. Uh, you know the rooms they make in that day about the size of a closet. That's true. Yeah, that's, that's true. true. I, I agree with you there. Um, still, though, Bo, you think about it. We lived, we lived deep in the house. You know, there were back then in that day and time, people grew up with one bathroom. Yep, pallets and all. And I think we, we were better people. At the, I you know, too. I think it made us better, better people. Um, because you now people want things. It's like this microwave world. Everything right now, right now, right now. And if and if it's not right now and how I want it, then I don't want it anymore. I'm done. I'll just go get something new. That's in relationships. That's in jobs. People don't know how to endure um, and allow the process to take its place. Take make take your take your lesson from it and then move on. I think that we move on too quickly. Sometimes, um, because society has has put forth this um, microwave world, very microwave that, world. That is true. That is true. They want. I mean, right now, right now, right now, right now, right now, right now, and and right now, I came across this um, metaphor that they used about, um, and it's it's about riding a bike. Um, and it mentions about learning, how in, in some cases, you know, when, when we're learning how to, to ride a bike, you can't just focus on, well, I'll say this, if you focus just on keeping your balance um, and forget about looking where you're going and paddling, then you're defeating the purpose. Same with the others. If you think about where you're going and not really focus on paddling and keeping yourself balanced, you're not going to go anywhere. So if you exchange either of those three, you're still going to find yourself just kind of eventually stuck. And I like this one because, again, it it makes me think about the whole person, the whole you based on on you, who you are, what, what you want, regardless of who you come from, where you came from, what happened when you were growing up. Sounds, it sound, I'm making it sound 
easier than it really is, but you have to make the decision first that I'm going to ride this bike, I'm going to do what it takes to ride this life. And look at that as that bike. I'm I'm going to learn how to pedal it. I'm going to learn how to keep myself afloat, and I'm going to see where I'm going. And I that was I, they they gave me four four metaphors, but that was my favorite one. That just doing all those things will keep you afloat on that bike, and keep you going as long as you want to go. As long as you can continue to pedal and look where you're going and keep yourself balanced, staying up, you're good to go. And that's how I look at becoming unlearned. Meaning, if I can put away, put on, and keep moving, I'm good. And you have to continuously do that, I think, because we elevate to, to levels according to how we, uh, based on how we continue to grow, if we continue to grow. I'll say that. So, again, unlearn, I, I tell you, especially, and I don't even think about what how God says, um, and I know a lot of people kind of misinterpret this scripture as well, where it talks about God saying, you, let you be childlike. Uh, in your faith that you won't see the kingdom, and I'm paraphrasing. I hope I got that right. Said in Matthew, Bo, Bo, looking at the game, y'all. Bo, are you still with me? I'm with you. Come on. I'm with you. You know, I really don't know if that's in Matthew or not. Huh? I I really don't know if that's the way it's uh, phrased in Matthew. Okay. You're pretty good. You you still heard what I said. I thought you was going to play around that question and try to figure your way out of that one. You're pretty good. <laughs> uh-uh. Pretty good. You know, I, I, see, I, you know, I run to get my Bible right quick, you know what I mean? But I really don't know if, if that's the way it's phrased in Matthew. <clears throat> um, I think it is. I think it is. I know it is in Matthew. I just can't remember where. Um. And that, but but the point is, even think about your own life. If you say become more, become childlike in your life, in order to grow up, to grow up in you, to grow up and get the life that you want. And that's again, that's simply what I mean about becoming unlearned. I, I will say the most important area of life to become unlearned in and for is your spiritual life, because to me that is the driving force, the foundation, in my opinion, for a balanced life. I don't see how now where I am, um, I don't see how people are doing life or do life without God because I seriously think if I didn't, if I wasn't seeking God that I'd probably be in jail, really. I think I'd just lose it on some people, a lot of people. <laughs> so I just don't understand how... Um, and I had to, even that, you know, I need to work on just just some more stuff, just becoming unlearned on, on some more things and doing some other things. So let me go to the lines, and for those of you who are listening, I had some people just, just come in, I see. So if you do have a question or comment, select the number one. Um, I'll pull you in, and and we will gladly hear your question or take your comment. And basically what we've been talking about tonight is becoming unlearned, and the way that I titled the show was uh, "Unlearn the Doorway to Freedom," because 
that to me that that's exactly what it is. We live this life of bondage through the eyes of everything and everybody, and we forget that we were we were created for a purpose as well. And it doesn't matter where you come from, who you are, what your last name is, if you had mom in your life, if you had dad in your life, whatever. So don't allow life to dictate who you are. Don't allow what you've learned to limit where you want to go and what you want to do. And those are the things that we need to unlearn. We need to take away, take off. And then you, you're able to put on the things that you need for you, but you got to know who you are. Best way to do that is stop living for other people. Stop doing things that you really don't want to do. Stop. Because let me tell you, people are going on and doing what they want to do when they want to do it. And they're not going to change, and they're not ready to change. And they will continue to eat you up, get all they can get from you, and do what they want to do. And that's going to do nothing but set up bitterness in you. You're just going to learn some more hatred. You're going to learn some more unforgiveness. You're going to learn some more anger. And that's just more stuff that you have to unlearn if you decide to do it, if you decide to acknowledge and then unlearn it. So as I stated earlier, for those of you who came in later, this is not about wrong or right. It's not about um, who taught you, how you learned, where you live. It's not about that. It's about being open-minded enough to say, this is not working for me, and it doesn't make it wrong or right. It just means that it's not working for me. And finding out who you are to determine what will and what do you need to do about it. I think so many of us also we fear the unknown. We fear if I do this, like I like I mentioned, it's not that we're afraid of love. You're afraid of being hurt. What if it doesn't work? What if it does? And what if it doesn't? Welcome to the rest of the world. But you at least deserve or the other, both people deserve, or your life deserves. Speaking on relationship, both people deserve. I think Bo mentioned that, you know, people would, would come in and both people become unlearned. And let's say, hey, here, here's the foundation. Who is, here's who I am. Here's where I came from. Here's where I want to go. And here are the things that I have issues with. But, again, we save face, and we do like the most of society, we try to fake it and hope that we make it. But is faking really making it? Because if you, if you lay down every night miserable with regret, anger, not having an a ounce of peace in your life, feeling unworthy, having unforgiveness, not just for others but for yourself as well, then are you really making it? You're not and making what, it. That's a prolonged. That's a prolonged engagement. That's, right. that, you're not really making it. That's a prolonged engagement waiting to happen. Right. I agree. I agree. So that's what it's about. Um, Bo, do you know the score yet? No. 
No. Okay. Okay. Well, here's what I'm going to do because I, I do kind of want to see the game too, and I hope I've given you guys enough listeners and the lines are open. I'll stay as long as uh, I've kind of gotten out what I need to, to get out. Um, I'm applying this in my, my life. Um, so important that you guys know that most of the things that are talked about, maybe a few exceptions, are those some of those same things I need to I need to I've been through, I need to go through, I might need to go through it again, or I'm getting ready to do it, getting ready to. So I'll give you what I can. I hope you get enough to do something about it. My one um my one thing is I I pray that people are not listening because, number one, if you take the time to listen to a show like this because the world rejects the light for sure because walking into the light, it means you, you're able to see. You see some stuff. Um, great example of that I was sharing with a friend in a conversation. You know, if you, turn, if, you, if you go into a dark room, someone's sleeping, and you just flick the light on in the middle of that dark room, good sleep, that's not going to be good for them. They're not going to like that. So what I say is don't just listen. It's just like reading your word. If, if you read your word, don't just read. Apply. Because if you're not going to apply, if you're not going to read for understanding and, and be ready to apply and make some change, I'm sorry. I, my my opinion, you might as well not read because it's just going to be a blank page. You, If you're going to get up and go back and do what you want to do, um, I have much respect for people that just say, you know what, I ain't ready. I'm not, I'm not going. I'm not doing. I, I know what I need to do, but I'm just not ready in any area because then you allow people to go on. But don't... Um, Listen to these shows and not apply them in in your life. Um, I just had someone send me a message in the chat line, and I and I I so apologize. And I hope this person, if you are listening in another way, um, this person sent in and said, "Do you take private prayer requests?" And I say, "Absolutely. Uh, don't put it here. Send it to me on my." email or go to the page and send it. So I want to make sure that uh, everybody knows that because that's the one thing. I, I can't change your life. I can't. I can listen. Um, I can give you the best advice I possibly can. Um, but I can certainly pray, and I can certainly tell you that prayer changes things. It cha- it changed me. It's changing me. Um so much so till I, I wish I could just pray, 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 pray more, 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 because I need it. So, if if the person who was out there, um, if you did not get my reply back on chat, um, you can email me at Tammy at ButterflyEvolution.org, Tammy at ButterflyEvolution.org, or send me a private message on Facebook to call you, and I'll call you, and then. Take it from there, and you know we can just kind of go from there. So absolutely, we'll we'll gladly do that. I think, Bo, you might be in luck. I think I might. <laughs> I think Rodney is on. Uh, so you think I might be in luck, huh? Rodney. You 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 know I'm <laughs> 
the reason is uh, there are a couple of reasons. One is it's just the easy way out. If you know, like like we've mentioned on 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 previous shows, education requires um, you know education means that you have to at least consider change. Education forces us to improve ourselves, and so we figure. If I don't become educated or if I don't at least challenge what it is that I'm already doing or the, the way that I'm already thinking, then no one can expect me to improve my life because, hey, I, I, I don't know any better. So we run from, from education because that's what unlearning is. It, 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 it's education. And then the second, the second reason is um, we are so afraid of what people are going to say about us. If we – if we go against the, what is considered to be the norm, then we're afraid of losing people. We're afraid of losing, you know, friends. We're afraid of uh, relationships relationship being broken off. And so we figure the easiest way to get around that is just, you know what, if I don't get away from these practices, then, hey, I'll always be able to keep my friends. And, that keeps us stagnant in life. And so you find people living uh, well below their potential because they're so afraid that if they go against the grain that somebody's not going to like them or, you know, they're going to lose a friend. But if you lose friends because you choose to look, because you choose to live a, a, a different way than you always have, then guess what? That just means that that person's time in your life is now over. It doesn't mean that they that they don't care about you, or it doesn't mean that you know they don't love you. Maybe they do. Maybe it just has limitations. But people are not always meant to be in your life in your life for forever. You know, there's a season for everything, and that season may only be six months. That season may be six years. But you have to always be willing to to challenge whatever it is that you you've been doing, and, and not worry about people as much as we say. You know, we don't care what them haters say, and, you know, uh, we don't worry about what other people have to say. But if you look at most people's lives, they do. Well, I'm going to say the teacher has walked in the classroom. <laughs> he is in the house, you guys. He's coming in and teaching us. Okay, so you know i got to keep going for a minute. I read this earlier, and I want your thoughts on it, and then I have one more thing, and I promise that's it. Um, maybe, and you may have seen this. I'm for real, I'm for real, seriously, I am. We're going to get off early tonight. Um, tell me what you think about this. And I posted it earlier, so I don't know if you've seen it, but maybe our normal is so subnormal that normal seems abnormal. And I'll read it again. Maybe our normal is so subnormal that normal seems abnormal. And I plugged in the different, you know, different uh, words for the, like, normal, maybe our ordinary, our typical, our average. I know I have to tell the teacher this, but it's so subnormal, which is poor, second rate, below average, that normal seems abnormal, strange, odd to us. That That is just so powerful to me. Well, we live in, we live in a society where what should be considered normal is act like is 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 actually considered abnormal. Um, we live in a society where, um, you know, people are 
conformers instead of transformers and reformers. Um, with whatever way the, the 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 politicians or the government or the celebrities tell us to go, you know that that's what we that's what we do. Um, you think about and I'll use homosexual homosexuality. Um, regardless of how people feel about homosexuality, you're, the average person is not going to come out and speak against homosexuality. Why? Because homosexuality is now considered the norm in our society. So if you come out and speak against homosexuality, you are actually viewed as the one who's abnormal. Something is wrong with you, whereas that's not necessarily the case. But there's something wrong with you. Um, in the in the eyes of of most people in our society, and the bad part about that is, many of the people who support homosexuality or who are afraid to speak against homosexuality, preach from from the same Bible that that goes against homosexuality, or they read the same Bible or claim that they live by the same Bible that that goes against homosexuality, but because the media says, because the government says, because the celebrities say, you know, homosexuality is the thing now. If you go against that, then you're considered to be abnormal. Uh, but that's but that's the society that we live in. And so, when you think about everybody doing the same thing or everybody going in the same direction. Right, we think that if we hop on that train that's going in that direction, we think that we have it all figured out. Why? Because everybody else is doing it. If everybody else is celebrating a particular holiday, guess what? If I celebrate it, it must be right. If everyone else is on this homosexual bandwagon, guess what? If I support homosexuality, you know what? I got to be going to heaven. But the 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 right road is usually the road. That has the fewest people Because it is so easy To go in the direction That everybody else Is going in Because even if it's wrong People are going to make you feel good And people are going to justify And find excuses as to why they're wrong Is actually right Or why what's abnormal is actually normal And they're going to condemn you Or criticize you If you are on that road that's much traveled by. If you take that that road that no one else is on, or there might be a couple of people on. So if you if you go against what everyone else is doing, that's taking the hard way. It's easy, you know, to 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 join that misery club. It's easy to fall into these traps, and you know. Be be pacified or be babied And you know people making you feel good It's hard to say I actually love Mondays When everybody else is saying I hate Mondays It's hard to do that But it's easier to just go ahead and complain With everybody else And and Rodney imagine You being in the profession you're in Teaching imagine if you're I can only imagine how teachers, well, well, kind of been there, done that, seen that, how teachers come in on Monday, you know, with this, uh, you know, just dreading the day and the the week before, the week before them. 
Um, yeah. And imagine one teacher coming in and they're always just, hi, happy Monday. Um, you're right. That teacher is looked upon as, what is wrong with her? Something, Something's not right with her. Um, yeah. So after after talking and stating out um, maybe our normal is so subnormal that normal seems abnormal, then people ask yourself, what, evaluate your life to determine what is normal, what has become acceptable to you, what is your norm, and are you okay with it? Are you going with society? Are you saving faith? Talked, we talked a little bit about that earlier. We brought that up. Are you just part of the process? Are you part of what's going on? Um, and, again, we could relate that back to the the topic, unlearned. If so, that's that's another area of life that you might want to consider un, unlearning. I know the as I think about unlearning, I think about maybe having two components of this. And one, information, knowledge, whatever whatever we take in. But the more personal level of it, um, if you think about wisdom and what Butterfly Evolution is about, transformation. So for your life, for you, again, take take what you need from what you've been given or not given because we're not going to always get exactly what we need to do and to move forward when and how and where, everything's not going to always fall in place. It goes back to what we talked about um, earlier, character, knowing who you are and not being being to a point where circumstances, people, and things don't change you. That's a difficult place to be, even if you know that you know that you know who you are. There, there are some people, there are some things that can just shake us up, but if we keep that center, if we understand who we are, understand the root, the character, um, the why we are who we are, and understand and, and what we've worked, what we did to get that, to obtain that peace, that happiness, the life that we, we wanted, what we've decided to learn that will fit for us. Um, I came across an article that broke, kind of broke down the components of learning, and so I'm going to quickly give those, and then right now I'm going to turn it over to you since you left me tonight. I'm going to turn it over to you. Um, <laughs> and, and Bo, I'm going to thank Bo, although he kind of watched football on me. Um, Rodney kind of <laughs> came in and left out all that. I'm just <laughs> I tried to trick him up, Rodney. I, I asked him what was the score. He told me he had turned the TV off, wasn't watching it. And I said, what's the score? He was like, I don't know. I turned it off. I said, good, good answer. That was a trick question. <laughs> <laughs> when, uh, so, when, you told me right there, when you told me right there it was on, I hit the button, and uh, it showed the, uh, the score up there. Uh, we uh, we down now by three, ten seven. And look, I just got an alert on my phone because Alfred Morris is, is, is my running back in fantasy football. And I just got an alert that he scored a touchdown, so I'm happy. <laughs> so Dallas is losing? Yeah, it's 10-7. They just scored. And Ryan, but, uh, you're happy? He's talking about fantasy football. He's talking about fantasy team. Oh, okay. Because I was going to let my finger slip and hit the button on him for a minute there. Okay. <laughs> All right. Okay. Well, I want to give you guys these these uh, components because 
and again, just take them and see how they fit in your life. Um, this is this is basically broken down to how um, learning has the following components. I'll say that so the different ways that we learn: instinctive learning, what we are born with; conditioning, what we teach our children and new employees. I like the way they said that: what we teach our children and new employees. So the conditioning, unlearning. Breaking free of the limits and conditioning. Breaking free, I love that word. Openness, a state of freedom and possibilities and a larger view or perspective. And we talked about that uh, earlier, about being open to learn, to unlearn so that you can learn. And then manifestation, making things happen coming from a larger perspective, a larger perspective. So it Broaden your mind, broaden your world, your horizon. Just broaden your area, your thinking, your thought process. And then coaching, consciously focusing on others and helping them to go beyond where we have been. I like that, consciously consciously focusing on others and helping them go beyond where we have been. I think it's so important to make sure, I think it's very important to help people, um, I think it's also, I go back to, I like what Bo said about relationship and couples, if they would just become unlearned for new people who are coming into a relationship, let's take it all off, let's sit down, let's have that, that conversation, that kind of naked conversation, not saying naked in the sense of whatever, just, just being bare before each other with, where, with with your lives, what you're afraid of, what you have issues with. And if we could do that with, with people, this, if, as we start to help people, ask people, what do you want and what are you willing to do? Are you ready to do it? Because otherwise, speaking from experience, you will find yourself just getting tired and weary. And it's 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 something someone told me a couple of months ago that helped me so much before I did those 30 days. Um, you are trying, you have thrown a rope. There are people drowning in the water, and you have you've thrown ropes out to everybody. There's enough for everybody. But what you are doing, you're trying to pull the people out who won't grab the rope. You need to focus on the people who have, have grabbed a hold to the rope, rope, and you pull them out. Doesn't mean you leave those people there. If they ever grab that rope, and you're available and you can do it, pull them out too. But Focus on those who are ready, willing, and are going to at least try to do. And the ones we leave have to leave in, let's pray. Let's pray for them. So, Rodney, I'm turning it back over to you because I've been on since eight o'clock. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I can't can't thank Bo enough. He really did. I I, I told people earlier. I said it's been so long since. Since I've been on by myself, to it just felt so weird. Like it's just me again. So when Bo came in, I was just like, "You're gonna stay in with me till Rodney gets here." So thank you, Bo, and you're welcome. I'm gonna put you're you welcome. on the um, on the substitute list. All right, and man, I really do appreciate it. <laughs> You're welcome. Anytime, anytime. Cousin, anytime you need me, just let me know. Okay. Uh, definitely. I, 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 I want to get you on here for your for to do a, um, a interview with you. Okay. Well, whenever you want to, just let me know. Okay. Okay. 
because I think you got a lot to share, especially for our young men. Oh well, yeah, that'll last about three hours. Yeah, we can we can do part one and part two. <laughs> yeah, that'll last for a while. <laughs> yeah, I'm willing. I'm willing. Yeah, yeah. I'll talk to you off air because I may have uh, on the fifteenth. I may have something that you might could while you guys are here that you could speak at to some some young boys. Okay. 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 We'll do. Okay. All right, Rodney. It's all yours. Well, I, I, I will say this. Um, you know, in relation to, to to the last thing that you said, and you know, I think that I think that be, be, because we're be, because we are so afraid um, of other people's opinions, it, it's easy for us to fall into this trap of not not being willing willing to um, unlearn anything, and, and going back to the relationship part, um, as as we get older, we get stubborn, and it's it's much it's much harder to get us away from, you know, different practices. And even when it comes to relationships, we have to learn to kind of get away from the way that 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 we're used to doing things. If you if you've had bad relationships, and you know, you you get into a relationship, and clearly you can see that you're you're with somebody who is is different than the people that that you've been with before. You know, you have to understand that you have to get away from that from that baggage. But it means unlearning, where you know, where you may have had to feel like you always had to keep tabs on the on the other person because you know you, you knew something wasn't right. You know, you don't carry that into the next relationship. But I think that, you know, I think that fear is a part of it, and I also think that insecurity is a part of it. And I was, uh, and I was going to say earlier too. You think about something uh, like perfection, right? We say all the time, "Well, I'm not perfect. Everybody makes mistakes." But that's something that man has taught you, because the Bible says something totally different. You know, in James, the third chapter, the second verse, it says, you know, in many things that we offend, but he who does not uh, not offend in word is the same as a perfect man. And then I think it's, you know, in Matthew where it says, be ye perfect as your father in heaven. But because man has taught us to say there are no perfect people, we actually walk around and believe that, well, the Bible says that Christ is coming back looking for a perfect church. So if you're walking around saying that, that you are not, then how is it that you're expecting to, to, to go back with Christ when he comes if you're walking around saying that you're not? But being perfect in God's eyes is totally different than being perfect in man's eyes because God looks at, at, at your heart, and as long as your heart is pure, as long as your heart is right, then in God's eyes, you are perfect. God isn't asking you to to live, you know, 60, 70, 80 years on this earth and never make a mistake. He's not asking you to do that. But what he is asking you for is a pure heart. But we we allow man to put this fear in us, well, you know, you better say, you know, nobody's perfect or, 
you know, God's going to be mad at you or you're not going to go to heaven, you know. And so when people make mistakes, make mistakes, it's hard for them to deal with it. It's hard for us to deal with, with, with our flaws because it has been ingrained in us that, you know what, you're, you're this horrible person because you just made a mistake. So, you know, it goes back to the whole justification thing. Well, you know, you can't look at me because nobody's perfect. And it's like that when it, com- when it comes to God, none of those things matter anyway. As long as your heart is right, then in God's eyes, you're right. And even the people who you never see make a mistake, who you think have it all together, those people actually don't most of the time. See, Rodney, and I love he, how you you bring that. I, I know that you always, I think you're the first person that, and I don't know what show, how far back, but I remember you um, speaking about you bring that, that, that verse up pretty often. And I, I like the way you talk about it because another another way or reason to become unlearned in that area because society constantly in my opinion preaches to us and and almost just just make us live out just totally think all the time where i i can't there's no way i can be perfect so it's like when you continue to think um you can't be you're not going to try to be. It's like what Bo and I were talking about before you, before you came on with having this mindset about relationships working and marriages working based on what we see um, out there. So if we're consistently being told, it's like with, with little children, if you consistently tell a little child you're, you're bad or to stop this, stop this, don't do that, don't touch this, um, even if we could just change the way that we give that message out, that we relay that message to, to each other. But the messages that we receive socially based on what we see, statistics, I think both said it's 50% of marriages now end in divorce. That was, the, I guess, the most current statistics for that. But based on what we see, what we also apply or take away from our own lives, our own bad relationships or what mother-parents relationship, then subconsciously we don't believe that, marriage works anyway or relationships so it's kind of like the same thing if we walk around and we're constantly being told that you know nobody is perfect and nobody's gonna you know be perfect before god okay okay we get that but let's let's change the mindset let's change our 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 thought process on that let me try to be let me yeah let me continue to read god's word let me continue to pray ask him to strengthen me in those areas. Um, I was talking with, with Tika, actually, earlier today, um, for those who are old-timers, Tika used to do the show with us. But I was talking to her, talking about how I noticed we're reading John. We're doing the 21 Women, 21 Days. I hadn't talked about that on the show, but we're doing that. And Tasha, my cousin, doing it. And I don't know if she's listening there, but we're doing it. I was telling her how I noticed today how... There were in John there were times when Jesus would heal where adultery. Yeah, he would say go and sin no more. Go ahead, Ronnie. No, you were, yeah, your phone is breaking up. I'm not sure what happened though. Okay. All right, I think that's okay. But Jesus would say, Go and sin no more. And he said that 
several times to different people after he would heal them or bring them through. Um, for that particular one, the one that caught my attention today, it was where he asked her, did anyone condemn you? And, and she said no, and he said, neither do I. Go and sin no more. And the other one, I think, was the, the blind man that he said, go and sin no more. So we were talking maybe just in that area, and I told her that I was going to start listening pretending or acting as if I hear when I when I get through something one of my challenges um I feel like God has allowed me to grow beyond something that I'm trying to get away from that I'm going to imagine him saying go and sin no more that you're you're over this we made it you done well done for this particular one now go and sin no more in this area it doesn't mean that that this that your entire life is going to come perfect right then. But if we continue to be freed from things and then to the best of our ability to go and sin no more in that area, how much more powerful would that be? Rather than always thinking, well, I can't, we we can't be perfect anyway, so I might as well just do what I want to do. God knows, and He knows who I am and all that. He'll forgive me. It it's a trick of of the enemy, and it's a trick of the people who. Who uh, who run this country? And you know what? The biggest way to capitalize on people is to is to put them in fear. If you know, that's why slavery went on for so long. You think about it. You have one slave master, and you have how many people living on this plantation? And 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 they don't think for one second. You know what? We can take we can take this joke out. <laughs> but you put fear in people and. You know, you you kill people's self-esteem, and you can conquer, and, and that's all that has happened um, to many people today, um, and many people who came before us. You know, people are destroyed because of their lack of knowledge. Because we rather be ignorant, because we'd rather run from the truth, because we'd rather, you know, hold on to people who don't mean us any good. You know, we can't find the truth. We can't be be set free, and we end up living these miserable lives. And one of the things that bothered me, Tammy, is when I hear people say, "You know what? I know I, I I know that's right," or "You know that's messed up," or "You know this is how we get tricked and all this stuff." And then they turn around and they still live that same way. Last week. Um, I was talking to, uh, I, I can't remember, uh, I believe I was teaching on, on integers, but I, some kind of way we got on how, um, you know, Michael Jordan, you know, I, I forgot I forgot we got on this topic, but I told them, I said, you know, I told my students who are sixth graders, 11, 12 years old, and I said, Michael Jordan has never made a, made a tennis shoe. And they said, well, yes, he did. His name was on. I said, no, that's not what happened. I said, Nike pays Michael Jordan millions of dollars a year to turn around and make billions of dollars a year. I said, uh, Michael Jordan has never made a tennis shoe. Nike bought his name a long time ago, and because it has been so successful, they continue to do this every single year. I said, but Michael Jordan has never made a tennis shoe. And I said, believe it or not, I said, those uh, those shoes only cost about 2 or $3. They just have Michael Jordan's name on them, which carries the value to, to want $200 because they know that people are going to buy it because they have fooled us into thinking that you need this shoe. You have to have this shoe. And parents are so ignorant 
that you know that they say, well, well, I, I don't want my child to be bullied, or I don't want people teasing my child because they don't have name brand. So what they do is, well, I gotta go and buy this shoe, and because of that, Nike is rich, Michael Jordan is rich, but yet it's poor people making them rich. Why? Because of a lack of education. Well, if you don't want your child to be bullied, if you don't want your child to be teased, why not educate your child and teach your child, you know something? It's not what people call you, it's what you answer to. So if people are if people are if it's all of you names or if they're saying names that, that don't apply to you, they're not talking about you. When my kids come to me at school and they're talking you know, and they tell me that somebody's picking on them or they're teasing them you know, one girl said, uh, uh, what did she tell me one day? I, I can't remember what she said. Maybe they, maybe the boy said uh, she's shady or something like that. I said, well, are you? And she said, no. I said, well, then he wasn't talking to you. And she was like, but well, he was looking at me. I said, it, it, did your mother name you shady? <laughs> you know? And I dealt with the boy, too. You know, you don't need to do that. But at the same time, um, I had to educate the young the, the young lady and say, hey, if that's not your name, he's not talking to you anyway. Hmm. But instead of parents teaching their kids, you know, who they are, where they come from, you know, how how invaluable they are, you know, it's, well, I'm going to feed right into this game, you know. And, you know, but every time things go wrong, we want to start pulling fingers. no. If you want to take power away from the government, stop spending your money. Hold on to hold on to your dollars, and you can bring the government. If we all do it, we can bring the government to its knees. Yep. We can bring these crooked people at the top, these crooked people running these churches, these crooked people running these, these businesses, these organizations, these, these, these schools. We can bring these people to their knees. You know, Rodney, right. it's, it's, it's so simple as I love, I, I, I'm glad you brought that up because something simple as, and I'm going to continue to say this, so if you think about it, continue to remind me or, or bring something up like you just did, something as simple as this, people, because we, we are paying for things. Um, they can get as high as, they, they can go as high as they want to, and they don't, they don't, they don't fear because they know we're so addicted to we're going to keep coming. Let's just look at this example, cable. If if just 100 people in my area, just in my area alone, if we say tomorrow morning at 10 o'clock, all of us are going to call and say, please disconnect my cable. Well, why, ma'am? Why, sir? Because I simply cannot afford this anymore. It's too expensive. You don't show anything that we want to watch in this house. And so I want you to disconnect it. Let's say 100 more people do that the next day. Pretty soon, they're going to have to make some changes if they want to receive our money. Mm-hmm. But people are not willing to endure or go without, to endure the, 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 the loss of cable or go without cable. Then when they can take that $100 and put maybe in the bank, or we could all put it together somewhere to create power within, open up our own if we could. 
So you imagine what, just just think about that. But we're not willing to disconnect for any length of time in order to get what we want. And we're paying but, them. But that goes back to unlearning. We see the Bible says that train a child in the way that they should go and they'll never depart. Well, guess what? The way that you train a child is the way that they're going to go. And very rare that people are willing to unlearn. And sadly, the world, uh, the, the society that we live in praises ignorance. The society that we, uh, that we live in condones ignorance. Our society wants you to run from education. Our society wants you to pass on these bad uh, habits to your children. Society wants that because as long as we keep keep doing that, somebody is going to keep collecting or adding to their wealth. It's going to keep happening. So let's, let's things out there to trick people. You know, you, you every year, and it's about and it's about to. Oh, that's that's how we got in the conversation about the Jordan. We were talking about uh, Black Friday because uh, we were going over uh, different keywords about um, whether something is positive or negative, and it came up in the red and in the black. And so we started talking about why Black Friday is called Black Friday. Um, but you watch. It's almost that time where, you know, next month, that's when, you know, people are going to go and start spending all this money, and we don't care if we can't afford it. But we have to make sure that everybody is happy on Christmas. And we, and the only way we can do that, we got to go and buy everybody a nice gift. As if they're gonna fall out and die if you don't spend thousands of dollars or hundreds of dollars on it. it, it we act as if people gonna pass out. You know that's a freeing. If if anyone, I I can tell you, I don't do Christmas gifts anymore. I I stopped that. There was one year, um, I guess an unlearning moment for me that I was forced into, and I remember just feeling like feeling such pressure to go out and get gifts, and it was snowing. And that was just the most difficult drive. Uh, I saw wrecks all around me, and I decided on the way back, no more. I will never do this again. And so mm. I just I just don't. I mean, but in, I mean, people were out trying to just buy stuff. Um, I remember last year well this this year valentine's i remember going to walgreens and i just totally had forgotten it was it was valentine's and it was so funny to look at the faces of the men as they were buying get last minute gifts they looked so distressed and i'm saying i'm just cracking up laughing thinking wow you know this this is not even it's not even that important it's not worth getting out here buying a box of candy and flowers and a teddy bear for a grown woman because you think you have to and when you really don't want to and that's going to go away tomorrow. 
and all the yep. 300 and all the other days of the year probably don't even matter. You're just following suit here. You're just following what society says you should do. Yep. And your last time on it. <laughs> and you know what, Tammy? I don't I don't judge people and and, and you know, whatever you choose to do is your business. But the only thing that I do tell people is do it because it's what you want to do, not because you're worried about the response you're going to get on the other end if you don't do it. You know, um, I'm not a I'm not a big holiday person myself, um, mainly because years ago, you know, um, I discovered that for the most part, the, the holidays that are celebrated um, here are are pagan. And the more you dig into it, which people are afraid to do, the more you dig into these holidays and how they actually got started and what they're all about, um, the more it made me, I can't speak to anybody else, but the more it made me get away from those things, which, again, goes back to unlearning because it's difficult to do that because when everybody around you is celebrating something and you're like, eh, whatever, you know, it's frowned upon, you know. And But for me, it's you do what you want to do, let me do what I want to do because at the end of the day, you know, when I lay down at night, it's only me. It's only me. So as long as I feel comfortable when I go to sleep, then – I'm okay with it. I'm okay with it. And I always tell people I don't I don't say the whole, you know, you know, nobody's perfect because I don't believe that. I always I always say, you know what? I may not do everything politically correct. However, my heart is always in the right place. Yeah, I might make mistakes. I might do things and people people might shake their heads, but my heart is always in the right place. I never do things to to try to hurt people. You know. I'm getting better I, at that. Huh? I said I'm I'm working on that. I'm getting better. I'm starting to recognize <laughs> sometimes I have I'm serious, sometimes I, I realize that not that I just realize that I'm that I'm really not um and I won't say that I'm intentionally trying to hurt people, but I just think I have started to recognize my true intention sometimes, um, and so that's a start. Like it's just I'm, I'm I'm calling myself out on things that I know God would be displeasing to God, yeah. and that's that's a difficult place to be because it it, it gets in that dark side of you. Um, you know, because I I clearly say to people, if I I I don't think what what the, I I can't even imagine what the world would do with me right about now if I wasn't trying trying to seek God in this manner. I just don't think I would um I wouldn't make it in this world. Yeah. So. Well, I uh, I, I will jump in uh, and, and and give you a quick update. Tony Romo is hurt and out for the rest of the game, and the score is now seventeen ten Redskins. I like Dallas, but Tony Ramos has been hurt for a couple of seasons. 
<laughs> I mean, I'm not one of those. I'm a true fan, but I'm, I go back to Emmett Smith, so that's what I want back to play. I want the real boys out there. They're trying to make comparisons uh, between, you know, Troy Aikman, um, Emmett Smith, and Michael Irvin because now they have Romo, uh, DeMarco, Mary, and uh, Dennis Bryant. And I I, I don't see the comparison because I think Aikman, Emmett, and and, Emmett, Michael Irvin, I think they uh, they are ten times better than Tony Romo, DeMarco Murray, and Dennis Bryant. I'm sorry. Oh yeah, Emmett was all to me all timer for me. He's probably the reason I still hold on to Dallas. So I just was Emmett <laughs> the thing, fan. The thing yeah. about Emmett is, I, I know Emmett is very very grateful to Barry Sanders for retiring because Emmett would have never gotten that record if, if Barry Sanders had <laughs> <to> played. <laughs> I but I don't know. I, I think they're both great backs. But oh well. Well, the lines. I, I want to ask before you close out, people, if you got anything to add. Um, if you didn't hear the the beginning of the show, the first um, hour, please go back and listen because there were some great points made there. Um, some Bo even went to he, he brought up the scripture about um, money being evil and how instead of us being taught that the root of money is evil and how just thinking money is evil, how it gave many people a mindset that we should live in poverty. And we had to unlearn, you know, some of the scriptures the way we've been taught. So go back and listen to the show if you missed any portion of it. You know, when you get some time, go back and listen to the archived show and um, and let us know what, what you think and then, one more thing, the the young lady, I think it was a young lady, I'm not sure, but that was out in the chat line who asked for prayer. I don't know if you received my reply, so please, if you if if you want prayer, um, the private way to do that is just email email me or connect with me on Facebook. T- my email is Tammy T A M M Y at butterflyevolution.org. Or you can send me a message on Facebook, a private message, and I'll, I'll touch base and we'll certainly pray for you and get some of the older ladies who do the same. So just wanted to make sure we get that back out again. So, Rodney, I'm turning it over to you. I'm saying nothing else. <laughs> so we, 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 we are uh going to go ahead and close out and, and thank you so so much to everyone who tuned in. Thanks again to Bo who who stepped in um, in, in my absence. I really do appreciate that. Um, I tried to get on as soon as I can but um, it, it was definitely a blessing being on for the last uh, 50 minutes or so. Um, it's always great uh, to be on with you, Tammy. Thank, thank you again for uh, for allowing me to uh, co-host with you, it, it has definitely uh, been a blessing. And, and and I'll just end with this: um, knowledge is very powerful, and that's a cliche, but it really is true, and it applies in every area of our lives. And and I'll tell the listeners the same thing that I tell my students all the time, and that is. It doesn't doesn't really matter what you learn. 
just learn something that is going to help you along the way. Learn something that is going to help you be a productive uh, person in society. And if you do that, if you do that, you will find out that success isn't as hard as you think it is or isn't as far away from you as you think it is. And I do I do want to tell you this uh, real quick, Tammy. So Saturday we went to go see um, uh, Lucky Whitehead play. Um, he plays for Florida Atlantic, and they were playing Marshall in West Virginia. It's only about a five- or six-hour drive from here. And um, so we went out there to see him. And I don't usually call people racist, but I'm pretty convinced that there are some racist people in Huntington, West Virginia. The things that I heard and the things that I saw, I just could not believe. I, I couldn't believe them. And the ignorance of some of, of some of those fans, uh, it, it was a, as about as bad as I've ever seen it in my life. And uh, it was a blessing to be able to see Lucky. Uh, we got a chance to see him before uh, before the game when he got off the bus. Uh, we got a chance to, uh, you know, see him during the game, and then we got a chance to see him before they got back on the bus and uh, and headed to the airport. But I was just blown away um, by the attitude and the behavior of some of those people out in Huntington, West Virginia. Um, but luckily we met enough nice people <laughs> before we left. And I even looked at the guys that I was with, and I said, you know what? You, you you guys better hurry up and get me out of out of here, or it, it's not going to be well either for me or for, or for some of these people. Um, but uh, we did enjoy the game, and, and, and shout out to Lucky who had a great game. He had 11 catches for over 100 yards. Um, and if you and for those of you listening, if you ever get a chance uh, to catch a Florida Atlantic game, uh, Lucky Whitehead is a kid that I used to coach in basketball. Who who actually has a chance to make it to the NFL? Uh, just a great athlete, but more importantly, has a great personality. Um, and so we're we're hoping uh, for great things um, from him. So I, I will end with that. And Tammy, another word. So I'm gonna say a couple of words, and then I think that will eliminate what I said. So I'm gonna say a couple of words. Um, the show we did on Lucky, what, do you remember the name of it? Because I was going to ask them to go back and um, I meant to ask you about that game because I was looking, trying to find out if it was on TV where I could watch it. But um, do you remember the title of the show that we had him on? Because he has a great, uh, a great kid to me. Remember? I don't remember that. Um, I don't remember that that particular show, but. Um, I can go back and find it up because I know it was in the, in the springtime. Um, so um, it, it won't be hard. It won't be hard for me to find it. I know it was probably in like May. It was like April or May that we had them on. But I can't remember the name of it. Your phone. Your phone is going in and out. Are you there? <laughs> you want me to just go ahead and close out? Because your phone is breaking up big time.
right, well, <laughs> um, I'm going to go ahead and close it out, Tammy, um, just because y- y- your phone is breaking up. And as we always do, we'll go ahead and end with uh, Tammy's cousin Diane's uh, favorite song. Join us next week, everybody. Have a great night.
Oh 